Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! We'll start uh, with Djokovic, who Novak uh, now does two things that nobody else in tennis has done. One, he's got more Grand Slams than anybody else does. He's got 23. Uh, obviously, fed uh, 20 and then 22 for Nadal. And you think about it, if you go back to 2010, uh, Fed had 16 Grand Slam titles and Djokovic had one. So in the last 12 years, he has won 22, he's won 22 Grand Slam titles. And let us not forget that he had to miss Australia because of the vaccination. He got kicked out of the country, not this past uh, January, but the year before. And he also missed two U.S. Opens. He wasn't allowed to play last year. And the year before, he didn't play because he wasn't vaccinated. That's the year that, um, uh, well, you know, I know he missed two. He missed the year the team beat Zverev. Is that the year that he got? Yeah, I think that is the year that he didn't take the vaccination. And he didn't play again last year. Uh, He didn't play because of the idea that, um, you know, what he was going through with the vaccination was allowed in the country. So you're talking about a guy who's, who's missed three grand slams in the last two years. Alcaraz won last year and he beat Rude in the final. Uh, he has missed three grand slams in the last two years. He hasn't even played and he's already gotten 23 and he's only 36 years of age. And I think the number is going to be 30. And we'll get to the uh, how I figured out to be 30 in the next couple minutes. But Jok- uh, Djokovic over the weekend did what Djokovic does. I did not see the match on Friday. I guess that was one of the great second sets of all time in which Alvarez got even. Uh, Alcarez got even with the 7-5 win in set number two, but wore himself out physically, mentally, spasms the whole bit, and obviously was not able to go there in the last two sets. He had to lose one and one. He actually forfeited the game. He had nothing left in the tank, which is a, a credit to Djokovic because he's 16 years older than Alcarez, and he had plenty left, and Alcarez did not. So right out of the gate, you give him credit just for outlasting Alcarez there, although Alcarez, you know, couldn't, you know, physically was shot. And you give him credit for that. And then, of course, yesterday, off a shaky start, you knew he'd win anyway against Rude. He came back and won, uh, you know, on a couple of spots, he was in trouble. He was two points away of losing the first set, and he was a couple of points away of losing there in the third set, and he got out of both and does what Djokovic, what Djokovic does. He's the greatest defender of all time. He's the Gumby man. He's elastic. He's He's in incredible shape. He's taking good care of himself. I mean, he is, listen, he's not as fun to watch as Nadal. He's not as finesse-oriented and as beautiful to watch as Federer was. Uh, but he's got a winning record against the both of them. He's beaten the both of them in Grand Slams more than they've beaten him. He's now won three French Opens. I mean, nobody's going to catch Nadal's 14. I understand that. But he's won three. He's uh, got one more before he ties, Samper, uh, he ties Federer at eight. He's won seven. Wimbledon's. He's won a million Australian Opens, and he's won plenty of U.S. Opens. I mean, he has been dominant on all surfaces. He's the only player in history now to have won all four majors at least three times. Nadal has not won. uh, He's only won Wimbledon twice, and he's won only the Australian Open twice. You know, he's won 14 Frenches. He won two U.S. Uh, and two Australian. He's won three U.S. Open. So, I mean, Nadal is not spread out a lot properly if you want to knock him. And Federer has only got one French Open. So, although he's got the three others uh, plenty, he's only won one French when he beat Soderling. That's the year in Soderling beat 
Nadal, uh, and uh, Federer beat Sadling in the final, and, Sad- and Federer got a break. Think about that for a minute. Djokovic has won all four majors more than three three times or more, and he's won his least favorite surface three times. And Nadal's only won Wimbledon twice, and he's only won the Australian Open twice. So that is amazing when you think about it. He's won three U.S. Opens that he's won as many French Opens. He's won more of them than Nadal's won Wimbledon or the Australian Open. That's hard to believe. And then, of course, Federer uh, has only won one French. He's got the other three. He's, you know, won 19 times with the other. He's won eight U.S. He's won eight Wimbledons. Uh, one French is nine. And then the other two, he's got 11, whether it's six and five, five and six, whatever the number might be. I mean, think about Djokovic there. He is going to go down as the all-time best in men's tennis. I think he's going to win 30 more. He's motivated to win a lot more. I don't see anybody coming up. And that includes Alcarez, who I'm very disappointed in with his performance on Friday. I mean, he had won a Grand Slam already in New York. I thought he would be raring to go and in fine fiddle on Friday afternoon, Friday morning. He was favored by the bookies to win and a solid one at that. He got even at a set of piece. And again, I didn't see it uh, on a golf tournament. We'll get to that later. Uh, I didn't see it. But I mean, from what I can gather, he just physically crumbled. He had nothing left. And, you know, you can't do that. One thing about Djokovic, if it's about physicality uh, and if you cry, if you lose badly there, you're not going to win. Because Djokovic can stand out there all day. We've seen it a million times. Whether it's six hours and 12 minutes in a five-setter over Nadal in Australia. Whether it's, you know, five hours against Federer saving a couple of match points in Wimbledon. Whether it's at the U.S. Open. One thing about about the Joker. He can stay out there 10 hours if he has to. I mean, it used to be a little bit of a problem, the heat. No longer. He stays out there as long as he has to stay out there. He's the best returner in the history of tennis, which is saying something with Agassi, but he's the best returner in the history of men's tennis. It's all there is to it. He's the best returner. He he he's a human backboard. He the only thing he's not great at is his second serve. That's the only thing that I can sit there and say. You know what? Maybe he's a maybe he's a little spotty at times with his second serve. He's a wonderful volleyer. He's a he's very fast. He gets to everything. He can, he's great on all the say. He does everything. He's a great come from behind player. He doesn't get flustered. I'm not too sure what what is there to say. I know there's a lot of people who don't love Djokovic. Part of it is the fact that he's the third wheel. He's the third spoke in the wheel after Nadal and Federer. And you got your Nadal fans and you got your Federer fans. And then there's nothing left for Djokovic. That's part of it. The other part of it is the idea that his family drives you crazy. The third of it, the third part of it is he was too stubborn. And, you know, sometimes that's a, uh, that's a great attribute and a great fault at the same time. He's stubborn. We've learned that, of course, with the COVID vaccination scenario. I mean, take the shots, will you, for crying out loud. But he stuck to it. You know, you could disagree with his stance, but you got to give him credit for being convinced that it was the proper thing for him to do. Uh, and so as a result, he didn't take the shots again, which cost him three majors. Uh, you know, he could be a little, tem- he can be a little, you know, a little prickly. You know, he saw that at the U.S. Open when he hit the the, the uh, linesman, the ball, uh, you know, uh, not violently, but he hit the linesman. He can be a little petulant. We've seen that. 
that. He gets a little annoyed when, uh, you know, the fans go the other way. And very few times in his career has he had the fans on his side. He had them on his side two years ago against Medvedev at the Open when he was trying to go out there and, and complete the Grand Slam. You know, he got a little burned out. It was three years, whenever that was. I forget what year it was. He was a little burned out in the final. It wasn't his best tennis. And, you know, uh, but the fans were on his side when Medvedev beat him in three sets. He, he was on his best behavior, and the crowd was on his side there to complete that Grand Slam. And now he's got a chance to do it again. Because you're not going to have Nadal there. I'm not sure who's going to beat him. Alcarez, I guess, could. But uh, he's going to be a clear favorite at Wimbledon. Uh, so he, I think he's going to come to New York again with a chance to get the uh, career uh, to get the career Grand Slam in the same year, which has not been done since Laver in 1969. So I mean, he's got a chance to do that. Laver did it twice. He did it the first time when the pros were not playing. The second time he did it with everybody being able to compete. Um, so uh, I, he's got a chance to match that. And I, you know, grafted in '88. Serena never did it. Federer never did it. Nadal never did it he's got a chance to do that I mean I'm not too sure what's left I mean uh, you know you always knew that he was going to be the he was a little younger than the other two he was healthier than the other two um, you know he took some gaps in his career there's a couple of times where he went away for basically a year year and a half 2016 after he won his first French Open, and then, of course, he lost to uh, Quarry at the uh, Wimbledon. Uh, that was in the third round. He kind of disappeared for about a year, year and a half. But he came back, uh, resolved, round to go, and I think he's got plenty left. As he said last night, the journey is not over yet. Uh, you know, I, I, I thought that Alcarez would be a worthy competitor. You know, you can't count on Nadal anymore. So I thought Nadal would pick up the mantle in a rivalry. It didn't happen on Friday, at least for a complete match uh, that's only played the two times a disappointing finish so I mean I got to give Alcarez a mulligan he's 20 years old I mean he's won a major I got to give him a mulligan here uh, but that was a bad sign that physically he fell apart in the last two sets on Friday morning so uh, I got to put that now in the back burner on a hot day in Paris he had nothing left late in the match and, jo- and Djokovic although tired was played like he was fresh as a daisy and he's just he's unbelievable he's great and you know the Casper Roods of the world he gave you a good effort. He's got no chance to beat Djokovic on this, in this setting. Not a chance in America. I mean, he's so much better than anybody else. I thought Alcarez would match him, and I still think he probably can. But the Sinners, the Runes, the Rudes, you know, the Sissy Passes, the Zverevs, anybody else you want to mention, forget it. Again, Medvedev, none of these. these are, those guys are all very good, but they're not great. And to beat Djokovic at a major when he's really into it, you got to be great. Got to be great. The other five or six guys I just mentioned are good, solid tennis players. You know, probably most of them will secure a major in their long careers. Zverev probably will steal one somewhere along the line. Rude, uh, 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 Rudd will probably steal one maybe down the road. He's there enough. He's consistent enough. Rune's got a chance. Sinner's got a chance. Uh, you know, uh, Sissy Pass has been to a final, probably got a chance. So, I mean, they all have chances to get one to get one. The only guy out of the current male crop who can win a bunch of them is Alcaraz. I mean, when I mean a bunch, I mean 10. I mean, that's how good he is. Again, 
Friday notwithstanding. But right now, the discussion is not about Alcaraz. It's not about the new breed. It's not about the players coming up. It's not about it's not even about Swiatek on the ladies' side. No, no, no. It's not about Serena. It's not about Nadal, whether he recovers. And, and, and I think you will see Nadal again. Uh, and right now, it's all about it's Djokovic. It's Djokovic. He's, 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 he's the greatest of all time. I don't know how you get around it. You know, he played in, he's played in an era with the two greats in Nadal and Federer, and he's got a winning record against both in Grand Slams. I got to double check that, but I'm pretty sure it is. It's close with Nadal. Uh, he's obviously got Murray there, too, who's a very, very good player who beat him. Murray did and beat Djokovic at Wimbledon one year in the final for his first ever. And he beat him at the no, he beat him at the uh, at the U.S. Open at Wimbledon. He won two against Djokovic. So I mean, you got to put him in there too. And he's won three Grand Slams. But think about it for a second. Out of everybody who's played tennis, he's played it in the toughest era with Nadal and with Federer, and to a lesser degree Murray. He's won on every surface multiple, multiple times. He's thirty-six years of age. He has shown. Absolutely no signs of slowing down. And if you think he's a one-trick pony, well, he's won a lot of Australian Opens. Think again. He's won seven Wimbledons, three French Opens. Think again. He's, hey, he's the best. There's nothing else to say. Is he the prettiest? No. Is he the most fun to watch? No. He's one of those guys you want to have him up against another player who's a different kind of stylistic player. He's, you, you understand Djokovic's greatness when he's up, another, uh, up against another great player with a different style of play. That's when you really know how great Djokovic is. He's almost like the great opponent as much as he is the great player. And I think that hurts him. You know, Djokovic standing alone, you know, there's a, 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 by himself, is almost a little something missing, which is hard to believe from a popularity standpoint. The true greatness of Djokovic is when he goes toe-to-toe against the best and wins. That's the true test. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.